This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Hello, Orlando City fans. This is your host, Gavin Rush, and welcome back to the OC Lions Park Podcast, a fan's perspective of Orlando City Soccer Club. That is correct. I am back. I've been gone for a while now. I believe my last show was all the way back in August. Um, and that's just down to I missed the last two games. Or the second half of the last two games, I guess. I missed the second half of San Jose, so I got to see us get pummeled um, 3-0 in the first half. So that was kind of disappointing. I think I stopped watching around the 35th minute. I had to be somewhere. Same with LAFC. I stopped watching around the 40th minute. I had to be somewhere. So I missed the second halves of both games. So I couldn't give you the full insight on each game. And I just haven't had time to look back and rewatch the game and then make a podcast. So I apologize for that. Um, I've also been lacking motivation really to do anything. Um, you know, uh, college just started up for me again. Uh, I go to USF and classes started. And I've just been lacking a lot of motivation recently to really do much of anything other than go to work, come home, do my homework, and then just, you know, watch Netflix, play games, go to bed, whatever. So it's been hard, but I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, trying to get used to my new schedule and stuff like that. And still bringing you all some quality content, as quality as it can get. But yeah, so short podcast today because I don't really have much to say on the last two games that I missed. Again, San Jose, we got outperformed in all aspects. It's really old news, not much to say there. For LAFC, again, it's almost old news at this point. We have a game tomorrow. So this is really a preview podcast. I am going to review the LAFC tie a little bit, um, but not real in-depth. So I'm going to do that right now, actually. So going into the... uh, Oh, actually, sorry. Before I start that... Twitter, OC Lions Blog, Instagram, OC Lions Blog. You can find me there. My website, www.oclinesblog.com if you want to check out all the content. Also haven't posted on the website, but I am planning on putting up a preview post before tomorrow's game, so don't you guys worry. If you guys want to see a preview, it'll be up by either later tonight or tomorrow morning. On to the LAFC game, though. LAFC scored early, and... Something that I haven't really seen around the media sphere of Orlando City is our response. A lot of people are talking about, yes, we got two goals, we were leading, but nobody really talks and talks about the amazing response. I mean, it's exactly what you want to see. I mean, whether you're playing football manager, whether you're playing FIFA or, you know, playing soccer in real life, like we literally from kickoff went up the field and scored. And it was a lucky deflection, but we've needed a bit of luck and we got some. And also, I think it was just Nani kind of saying, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. Nani just takes everything into his own hands, pass, gets the ball, passes off to Higita, and runs sh- directly down the field. Runs directly straight down the field. And the ball goes into his path, he puts it in the net. Gets his 10th goal. 10th goal of the season. Um, which he's never done in his career before. Fun fact of the day, Nani has never scored double-digit goals in a league campaign. So he has in 
all competitions, but in a league campaign, he's never scored 10 goals and he's just done it now in MLS. That was his 10th goal, that little chip over their goalkeeper. But that's an amazing response by Nani and really by the team, because after that, we went up. Higuita with that beautiful turn, not even really a turn, just a body feint, plays in Juan, very quickly underlaps the opposing player, um, puts in Benji, who slots at home with great power. Benji is really, really, really becoming a fantastic player. There is definitely a reason why he is starting now, why he took Mueller's spot. He, I think he, at this point in time, he has a higher ceiling than Mueller. And he's a, he's a better player than Mueller. I'm sorry, but right now he's better than Mueller. And like, I love Mueller. He hasn't performed that well this season, Mueller. He's, he had that one little stint at the beginning of the season, but after that, he's been kind of bang average. And there's a reason why he's been relegated to the bench by Benji Michelle. And uh, Benji's taken his chances. He has four goals, I think. Same amount of goals as Mueller in the league. Um, so congrats to Benji. Keep it up. Keep putting the ball in the net. And Benji has a future. You know, I could definitely, I would de- I would love to see a starting lineup of Nani, Akindele, and Benji. I would love to see a starting lineup of that. But in all reality, when Nani gets older, you know, he's already pretty old. So in two years, our starting front three could be Benji, Mueller, and... If we're going off of who's here, Akindele, but obviously we would have new signings uh, thrown in there. We'll probably get a new striker next season, but that that's great. That's great. Benji has been nothing but positive this season for me. He has gotten so much better over the last couple months, and I'm glad to see him playing and getting minutes and doing well. So yeah, so I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with our response, and um I'm not happy with how we conceded. Um, Just a poor goal to give away, but there's not much you can do about it. What there is something that can be done about something is the referees. Yes, every single podcast has talked about it. Every single podcast deserves to talk about it. The goal, it's definitely a goal. Um, Alan Kelly should have waited to blow the whistle um, and then looked at VAR. He didn't. It's his fault, uh, hands down. Hands hands down his fault that ball that we are not three one up against LAFC at home. Also, I didn't see it. I haven't looked at a replay. I heard there was an offsides that maybe wasn't an offsides for LAFC who put the ball in the back of the net. So that kind of cancels out maybe, but disappointing by um, Alan Kelly. He'll surely be disappointed in his performance tonight, as James O'Connor said. Another talking point I want to talk about, though, is Juan and Higuita's returns. They both had big impacts on the team, and that was fantastic. We really need them for these last four games. Crucial, crucial, crucial players. If we want to even think about making the playoffs, we have to win these last four games, and these two players are going to be crucial in winning those last four games. So it's great to see them back. Pereira, on the other hand, is still injured. Very unfortunate. He's literally played two games. Um, two or three, two of them off the bench, one of them starting, and then he gets injured. So that was unfortunate. That's really it for talking points. Um, that's all I'm, that's all the time I'm going to spend on LAFC. I'm sure you guys have all heard 
hours and hours of information, just like I have from all the other podcasts who posted um, great podcasts from all of them. And just, just talking about LAFC and all the disappointment there. But um, this podcast is about a little bit more than just Orlando city. Um, or I guess the last game, we do have a preview coming up, but actually I'm going to go around the league real quick and look at some stuff that's gone on there. So last weekend, Saturday, the 7th of September, New York City FC did us a favor and beat New England 2-1 to with a 90-plus 6-minute penalty from Jesus Medina. And New England also got a red card. Their best center back, their starting center back, Antonio De La Mea, he is out for our game, so that is a positive. Toronto destroy FC Cincinnati. They did not do us any favors. Um, they lost Eric Zavaleta. Toronto did to a red card in the 88th minute, so maybe that'll have an impact on the next game. Maybe not. But also Emmanuel Ledesma getting a goal for FC Cincinnati in the stoppage time of the second half. I heard that was a big goal. Um, his grandfather or his father somebody close to him passed away very sad and he attributed his goal to that so that was it's not good to see but you're um sorry it's not good to see that that but it's it's nice that he scored a goal and that might help with some closure we tied lafc 2-2 obviously Colorado defeated Seattle Sounders 2-0. Andre Shinyashiki scoring both goals there. And then Portland beating Sporting KC 2-1 with Ebo Bise and Fernandez scoring in the 90. A lot of stoppage time goals. Holy crap, 90 plus four to win the game. So big win there for Portland at home. And then on Wednesday, um, NYFC and Toronto tied 1-1. Matrita and Pozuelo, the usual suspects there getting on the score sheet. Same with Houston, 2-0 over Minnesota United. Big win for them. Same suspects, Manotas and Christian Ramirez. And then Colorado with another big win against a pretty good team, beating LA Galaxy. Cole Bassett and Nicholas Mesquita scoring um, other sides of LA Galaxy's one goal against Giancarlo Gonzalez scoring their only goal of the game. Another bad loss for LA Galaxy. They've They've been struggling recently. A team that should really easily be in the playoffs isn't. And that's, it's weird, right? Let me look at the standings real quick. If we go to the Western Conference, they're in eighth. There's still plenty of games to be played. They have 29 out of 34. So still plenty of games to be played, but still, they should be comfortably in the playoffs, especially with a player of Zlatan's talent on their team. Real Salt Lake, 1-0 over San Jose. Uh, Krylak scoring there. Tomorrow, whole host of games. NYFC are playing San Jose at home. Chicago are playing FC Dallas at home. Sorry, Chicago's at home. FC Dallas is away. NYCFC is home. San Jose is away. Atlanta is home against Columbus. We are home against New England. Montreal Impact are home against FC Cincinnati. We are really asking big favor of FC Cincinnati to get a result in Montreal for us. Philadelphia face off against LAFC in a possible... MLS Cup showdown, future showdown. Philadelphia are currently in second. Um, what else do we have going on tomorrow? And Vancouver play Houston Dynamo. Vancouver's at home. Sunday, Portland play DC. Need Portland to win there for us. Toronto play Colorado. 
Let's hope Colorado's great form continues and they can snatch a win at Toronto. Minnesota play Real Salt Lake. Couldn't care about that game. Seattle Sounders play against New York Red Bulls and LA Galaxy against Sporting. So let's run the league. Let's look at the standings real quick for Orlando. We have it all to do. We are in ninth place. We have 30 games played, 35 points. Montreal above us, 37 points, 30 games played. New England, 39 points, 29 games played. So they are above us. They are our next opposition, and they have one less game, and they are four points ahead. So even if we win, we are still one point behind them, and they have a game in hand. Not good. Not good at all. New York Red Bulls, 29 games played, 41 points. Um, DC United, 30 games played, 42 points. In Toronto, I didn't even realize, skyrocketed all the way up to fourth with 42 points in 30 games. So we're really keeping an eye on now Montreal, New England, and New York Red Bulls if New York Red Bulls decide to quit playing soccer and lose out. But I doubt that'll happen. We have it all to do. We have to win our next four games. Simple as that. Our next four games are... I feel like I should know these off the top of my head. New England, Houston, Cincinnati, Chicago. Am I right? Yes. I was even right in order. Um, home against New England, away against Houston, away against Cincinnati, and home against Chicago. These are all four winnable games. I think our hardest test will be Houston on the road. Um, they just beat Minnesota um, at home. And, you know, it's always hard to travel on the road and get a win. And so, except for FC Cincinnati, apparently. So three of these games, I would say, are nailed on wins. Or not even nailed on, but, you know, if we work hard, if we do everything that we're supposed to do, we should win the game. Or New England, FC Cincinnati, and Chicago. Houston is going to be a difficult one. We have to get a result there if we want to go through. Also, we have to get a result here in our next match against New England. So let's use that as a segue to talk about the New England game. We play tomorrow, Saturday, September 14th, 7.30 p.m. They are in a little bit of a rough form, a little bit of a rough patch. Draw, draw, win, draw, loss. So not as good as when we last played them. They will be without starting center back De La Mea because uh, of his red card. Also on the injury report, Bunbury, Teal Bunbury, is questionable. He always causes us problems, so that's helpful. But in terms of their style of play... They like to attack wings, they love through balls, and they are strong in the air. So expect crosses, expect us to play a deep line at home, and them to attack us, basically. Um, they're, I think they're just going to be very direct. They're going to attack our wings, and they're going to put crosses in, and Sané and Janssen are going to be key to winning this game, winning those headers and clearing the ball. Clearances have been a problem all season, and I mean, yet again, against LAFC, their first goal. Poor clearance from Sané ends up in the back of the net. Um, it, we've seen it all season. What another key key matchup though is going to be our right back and left back trying to stop the attacks on the sides. Same with our right wing and left wing dropping back and helping our our fullbacks. Big, 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 very big, very important. Our wing backs and our wings need to drop back and help each other because they are going to be focusing on our wings. But they aren't impenetrable like they were at home. Away they've been, eh, they've been okay. But away from home, they've been really, really, really poor at keeping possession. 
So we have to high press. It's weird because we have to have a deep line because they're going to be attacking our wings. They're going to be very direct, but we have to press them high. So when the ball is in their area, we need four or five players in the middle trying to win the ball back, trying to counterattack because they're not going to keep in possession. But when they get into our half, into our into the middle third, almost our attacking, their attacking third, we have to drop back. We have to drop deep. We have to get wide. We have to get our right back and left back wide, covering the crosses, and then have Sané and Janssen mop up and kick the ball out. Um, they're also poor defending wide areas. So we've, I think we've done pretty well defending wide areas this season. They aren't good at it. I think Michelle and Nani are going to have a field day. I think they're going to have a field day. I think, um, I think we're going to do well in this game. I have good confidence for this game. I think we will win 3-1. That is my prediction. My prediction is a 3-1 win. And it's just because we, we're going to hit them on the counter, in my opinion. We're going to hit them on the counter well, and we're going to score some goals. And Nani and Benji are going to be too quick for their outside backs. We're going to get around, and then we're going to put crosses into the box. Whether Dwyer's in there, whether Akindele's in there, whether Benji's on the end of a cross from Huan. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to... I don't know who's going to score what goal. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I do know that we will get a counterattacking goal and they will come from the wide areas. Um, and, and a 3 1 win, massive result. This will be a massive result. Um, it could start a run to dig ourselves out of the hole we made because we made we dug a really deep hole. Should have beat Minnesota United. Should have beat Portland. Should have beat Toronto. Should have beat Chicago way early on in the season. Um, I can't remember which podcast it was. It might have been Lion's Den or podcast um, over by the SB Nation guys. I can't remember which one it was, but they made a really good point. They were saying, not only have we dug ourselves this hole, but the refs haven't helped. I mean, LAFC. Look at it. Benji makes contact with the keeper, yes. But the but the goalkeeper, like, it's it's soft. It's soft, really. And if you're going to call DC United a goal, then you have to call that goal a goal. And the only reason it's not is because Alan Kelly fucked up and blew the whistle before the play was dead. Even though VAR clearly states if it's an attacking phase, you don't blow the whistle until the ball's out or if it's in the back of the net. And then you go and check. Because now we have the opportunity to go and check. Every goal is checked anyway. So the, the the main point was the refs haven't helped. DC United, Roe gets hit, falls down, they call it a goal. Okay, whatever. If it's not a goal, then, you know, whatever. Winning goal of the game for DC United. Our potential winning goal of the game gets called. I mean, what are you going to do about it, right? It's just... I feel like every team has problems with the refs every single season because it's pro and pro fucks everybody over. And so I'm not going to say that Orlando always gets the shit end of the stick because we don't, we, we've gotten lucky. I feel like the officiating has been pretty good this season for the most part, but the main decisions, you know, NYCFC, the handballed in the first game of the season, DC United, um, with the whole Wayne Rooney thing, uh, moving the ball five, six, seven yards infield, and then our goalie getting hit. You know, those are all decisions that could have gone our way, but they didn't. 
And now this is just another decision that hasn't gone our way. But yeah, I'm still thinking 3-1-1. We can dig ourselves out of the hole we made. And um, what are your predictions? I feel like a lot of people are going to think that we'll get a draw out of this game or we'll maybe sneak a win, you know, a 1-0 win late in stoppage time. I think we can win this one comfortably. I think we can win this one comfortably. But that's going to be it for me, guys. Um, Like I said, just a quick podcast. Um, Trying to get back into the swing of things. I had some extra time today, finally. And I figured I'd put out a little preview podcast for you guys. Um, Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at OC Lines Blog. If once I get to a hundred followers on fo- ugh, once I get to a hundred followers on Twitter, I will be doing a giveaway. The winner of the giveaway gets to be on the podcast. If you want to be on a podcast, let your friends know. Follow me. Listen to my podcasts. Let me know if you want to be on. To do that, just get me up to a hundred followers, and then I will start the giveaway, and we will get or I will get you on the podcast. Um, so yeah, Twitter. OC Lines Blog, Instagram, OC Lines Blog, website, www.oclinesblog.com. There will be a post up either tonight or tomorrow about tomorrow's game. Till next time, guys, this has been Gavin Rushnell and Vamos Orlando.